Job chapter 13 and verse 23. Job 13, verse 23, the words of Job, How many are mine iniquities and sins? Make me to know my transgression and my sin. Well, we're looking, friends, this evening at this one single verse of Job, and my title is Self-Knowledge. Self-Knowledge. Well, friends, you know, I don't have to tell you this, but uh, it's not so easy these days to get an appointment with your GP. If you want to see your GP, well, you have to phone up and you have to wait a long time. You know, the first time you hear it, you're startled, but now it's an everyday occurrence. Two or three weeks is your next appointment, and that's on the good side. That's on the short side. Sometimes it's even uh, longer. For most of us, well, that's unacceptable. We want to see the GP tomorrow. We want to see the GP as soon as we can. But there are some people, well, they, they don't mind if it's a few weeks down the line. They're rather happy, you could say, that it's been delayed. The further away that appointment is, the better for them. And rather, in, in fact, they'd rather not, not go at all. They have no wish to go. They're a little bit afraid to go because they're afraid what, uh, what will result, uh, what will be the result of going. What will the doctor find out? What will the dis doctor discover from such a visit? He may just be going for a general checkup, but the person, they're fearful, they're worried that that examination or, or blood test may discover some serious illness, some serious disease that they, ha that they have to begin to battle with, and they'd rather not know. They'd rather, uh, they didn't have to think about such a thing, even though they know it's better uh, to catch something early, and you can deal with something and treat it and receive the proper medication for it, yet there are still a group of people who prefer not to know and would rather uh, not go to the GP or the doctor at all. And I venture, friends, tonight to say that it's something similar on a spiritual level. There's something within us that makes us afraid to look within ourselves. We're afraid maybe to examine ourselves, to, to see what's really in us, to do a kind of spiritual self-check of ourselves and to find out how are things with my soul? What is, what is happening inside of me? We are fearful, really, of what we will find. We sort of have even a premonition that if we do look, well, it's bound to be bad. We have a sense that we, we dare not look because we're sure to find things that we are disagreeable and that we don't like and that will be downright embarrassing for us and will put us in a bad light and will even be shameful for us. And so, so often we want to avoid self, such self-introspection. We're happy to inspect other people. We don't mind looking at other people's sins. We don't mind checking up on what they're doing. And maybe we get a perverse kind of delight even in examining people's motives and examining their sins and talking about their sins and gossiping about their sins. But when it comes to our own, well, we, it's, a, it's almost like a, a no-go area for us. But here, Job prays, and Job says in verse 23, Make me 
to know my transgression and my uh, sin. And that's what uh, we want to think about uh, a little uh, this evening, asking God to show us our true self. Here is Job praying this prayer. How many are mine iniquities? He wants to know the number of his iniquities and sins, and he wants to be aware of any transgressions that are in his life, any heinous sins that he has committed that has brought him uh, into such a condition. Not many of us would pray such a prayer like that, to really want to know uh, uh, our sins and our iniquities. But friends, it's not a bad thing for us to know. It's not the best subject. It's not the, the most pleasant subject to think about, but really it is a necessary subject, especially if we are seeking the Lord. And it's good, isn't it, to know what we are really like, because we often have opinions about ourselves which are not quite true. We're often very forgetful about our true selves, what we are really like. So it's good for us to just think about these things uh, this evening. Well, Job, what can we say? What is the background uh, to all, the, uh, all that he is saying here? Well, Job, as you, I'm sure you know, he was having a terrible time. His whole world had fallen apart. All things were against him. Through no fault of his own, he had gone from riches to rags in a day. Lost everything that he had. All that he'd worked so tirelessly and hard for, he lost it all in a day. There's no blame to be attached to him. He hadn't put a, done anything wrong. It was all taken uh, from him. Furthermore, on the very same day, well, listen to this. Not only he lost everything he possessed, but he lost all his children, all his sons and his daughters whom he loved. They were all together in one house, and the house came crashing down upon them and killed them all. All of them were lost. And that... Uh, that was so uh, uh, horrible and a terrible news for Job to bear. And that was still not the end of his troubles, for not long after this, he was struck with this terrible disease. From the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, he was struck with these uh, boils and these painful boils, and he had to scrape himself uh, with, with, uh, uh, with, with a pot, pot shirt, it was horrible. That's all he could do to try and ease his pain. And he was in a, a very awful condition. Poor man, we would say. Is that it? There's still a little bit more of trouble for him. His troubles still continue because when his three best friends come to comfort him and console him, well, they turn out to be lousy counselors. They turn out to be lousy friends, really because they became in a very critical way. Oh, Job, all these things have happened to you because of your sin. All these things have happened to you because there is some wickedness in you. You're not a righteous person. There is something wrong uh, with you. Acknowledge your sin, and, uh, and God will forgive you. So there were, uh, no, not really, uh, as he said in verse 4, physicians of no uh, value. So Job, poor Job, had to bear with all these things. But Job, in verse 23, he prayed, How many are mine iniquities and my sins? He's, he's unaware of any particular sin in his life. But if there is, 
If there is, he wants to know it. He wants to be aware of it, so he prays, make me to know my transgression and my sin. He was willing to acknowledge it if there was something there. He was willing to confess it and to repent uh, of it. And friends, uh, this is how we should be, open and willing to, to know the sins in our life, not that, in order that we may also uh, confess them and repent of them. Now Job, as we said, he wasn't uh, conscious of any great heinous sins in his life. Of course, he was, he was aware of the, the common sins, that, uh, the everyday sins maybe, and we know we may be like that too. We may be in a similar position. We may, we may think, well, there's no great sins in my life. Yeah, I do the things that everybody else does. You know, yeah, maybe I, I have my few peccadilloes. I have a few misdemeanors here and there. You know, little slip-ups. But who doesn't slip up in life? Everybody slips up. You know, I have my petty foibles. And, you know, yeah, there's a bad word here and a bad word there. It's just a slip of the tongue, really. Nothing, nothing major, you know. Uh, so, you know, I put my foot wrong here, and sometimes I put my foot in it as well, you know, but it's only small things. I'm not a great sinner, and uh, everybody, uh, or many of us, we tend to think of ourselves like that way. I'm no Hitler. I'm no Stalin. You know, I never do things like that. That's a big sinner. But as for me, well, not so bad, really. Um, just a little bit here and there. But friends, we speak like that, really, because we don't know ourselves. We don't really know uh, what our hearts and our lives are, or we haven't taken the time to think and consider uh, what, uh, where we really stand and what we're really like. And so it's, it's good for us as well to pray, Lord, make me to know my transgression and my sin. Now in this verse you'll see that there are uh, three biblical definitions of sin. Is there the word uh, iniquities and the word sins itself and also the word uh, transgression and I must uh, briefly explain these three to you what is transgression what is sin what is uh, iniquity I don't want to use jargon that you know you would uh, find it what is what is the meaning of these words but we want you to understand wh uh, what these refer to just briefly rather like sometimes when you're sitting with a doctor Sorry, another doctor's illustration. But if you're with a doctor or you're sitting with a consultant, as I did not so long ago, and they begin, uh, not deliberately maybe, but sometimes they use these Latin words, and well, you're a bit lost, and you have to stop him, say, hold on a minute, what, what do you mean by such and such a word? And then they break it down uh, very kindly. They break it down into uh, uh, English and into uh, a language that you can understand. Well, that's what we want to do a little bit with these uh, three words, transgression, sin, and iniquity. For, so firstly, what is uh, transgression? What does it mean? Well, friends, very simply, it's the breaking of God's commandments. It's the willful breaking of God's commandments, a deliberate uh, breaking of it. We know what the commandments are. They're, in, uh, they're summarized for us in the Ten Commandments. First four have to do with our duty to God, and the, the next six with our duty to one another, to, to, uh, to our neighbor. And we have not kept uh, these uh, ten commandments. To break these commandments, to fail to keep them, 
is a, a, a transgression. So we, 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 are, we are guilty, friends, of hating one another. Thou shalt not kill. Well, you may say, I've never killed anyone. But if we've hated people, and sometimes we sort of enjoy to dwell upon such malicious thoughts, that's sin. You say, well, the, another commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. But you say, well, I haven't committed adultery with anyone. Well, have we lied? Sorry, have we lusted after somebody? Have we desired in an immoral way somebody else? Well, friends, the Lord said, this is sin. This is also transgression, going, breaking God's commandments. God has given us his standards, and we have failed to keep them. Thou shalt not, uh, of course, lies. Uh, we're, we're so familiar with that. But what about those first four commandments? that relate to God, to worship God, and to respect His name. Well, we haven't done that. We've broken those commandments too. So transgression is the breaking of God's law. Uh, sin, uh, the, another word, is the failure uh, to be what God wants us to be. Missing the mark, we often say. God expects us to be uh, 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 to live up to a certain standard, to be a certain kind of person, and we haven't reached those standards. We have uh, failed uh, to be what He wants us to be. He wants us to worship Him, and we have not been worshippers. He wants us to love Him, and we have not loved Him. He wants us to obey Him, and we have not obeyed Him. He wants us to love our neighbor, and we failed in all these aspects. We failed. We've got a whole list of failures uh, behind us and in our lives. And then also iniquity that refers to something that is more inward, something more to do with our nature. It's not, sin is not only, friends, what we do. It's what we are. This is us. We are fallen. We have something wrong. We do those bad things because... The problem is inside of us. The things we do which are wrong, well, they're like, in a sense, you could say the symptoms, but they're the evidence that there is a, a problem deep inside of us. And that problem, which is the deeper, is our nature is corrupt. Our nature is perverse. Our nature is, our heart is deceitful, the Bible says. Uh, and so uh, we are twisted. It speaks of uh, the twisted nature that is within us, the deviousness that is within us uh, as, uh, as fallen men and women. Terrible words, aren't they? Horrible words in a sense. But this is us. This is really what, the, the, what Job is asking, make me to know. Lord, let me know my iniquities. Let me know my transgressions. Let me know, Lord, all my failures. Let me know my sin. Teach me these things. Show me these things. He wants to know uh, the, uh, his offenses. He knows that these are offenses against uh, God. And it's good, friends, again, to say this is what we need to know about ourselves and to have a true assessment of ourselves. Oh, friends, this is so vital uh, for, uh, for us as we want to, uh, as we seek the Lord. How, how many are mine iniquities and sins? He wants to know 
the number of his sins. How many sins have I committed, Lord? Uh, he's sort of saying, oh, friends, if we were to do, a, do an assessment, there would, be so, there would be so many, a countless number. How many of our, uh, if we counted our own sins, how many times in our lifetime have we lost our temper? How many times have we had those impure lusts? How many times have we had those cravings that we know were wrong and sinful? How many times have we felt jealous thoughts and envy or proud, have been, been proud? How many lies have we thought? How many times have we taken God's name in vain? How many times oh, have we lived for ourselves and put away God's commands and His standards and said, no, me, my life, my decision, my life, all for me, for me, for me. This is uh, how many times, friends, uh, have we, have we uh, sinned in this way against the Lord? Let's say, just for an example, 20 sins per day. That's a very, that's a very small number, a very small estimate. Let's say we sin 20 times a day. Well, for one year, that would account to 7,300 sins a year. Terrible, isn't it? Gets worse. After 10 years, 73,000 sins. After, if you've lived to 40 years, that's 292,000 sins. Almost 300,000 sins after a 40-year period when you reach middle age. And this is a very... A rough estimate. This is a very low estimate. It's bound to be much higher. 300,000 sins at least. Oh, how, how, how terrible, isn't it? To think that I have got this kind of a criminal record. I'm a serial criminal. I have not just a one-off. Oh, friends, uh, how, uh, how, how realistic an opinion we need for ourselves and how strange it is when we go around proclaiming our own goodness and how wonderful uh, really we are. How astonishing it is that God has mercy upon us still, that God is so patient with us still. It's astonishing, friends, that He doesn't cut us off, uh, hasn't cut us off a long time ago. We, he should have done. But He gives us time, He gives us space uh, to repent because He is long-suffering towards us. He's not willing that we should uh, perish. He's desirous that we should uh, come to Him, come to Him for forgiveness and for pardon and all those thousands of sin. He is willing to forgive and to put away out of His mind once and for all. Do I still need convincing? Think, friends, of our attitude to God. What's our attitude to God been like? How have I been towards Him especially? Oh, I've been ungrateful to Him. I've been full of ingratitude to Him. I've eaten meal after meal on my table, and I've never once thanked God for it. I go to bed without thanking God for keeping me safe. I enjoy so many good things in this life. I have so many abilities which come from Him, but I've never looked up to Him and thanked Him for my heart for, uh, for giving these things. I make, I, I try my best in life to avoid God. 
I know he's there. I have an inner sense that he is there. I feel an obligation towards him. I feel I should acknowledge him. I feel I should worship him. And there is something within me that keeps reminding me this is what I must do. But I, there's an inner compulsion there. But I'm trying my best to avoid that, to suppress that, to put that far from me. And I come up with all these different ways and ideas to avoid following that inner compulsion and giving my life uh, to God. His calls come to me again and again to turn to Him. And I say to Him, go away. Go away. You don't want to, I don't want to live for Him. I don't want to love Him. How many times have I rejected Him? How many times have I said in my heart, I don't want to worship God. I want to live for myself. And we're very good, isn't it? We've been very good at finding ways to escape giving to Him what is, what is due to His name. My life for me, my, uh, my ways is what I follow. I'm averse to God. I have an, a, it's a, a, a result of this sin that is in me. It's, it's, I'm averse to God. I've no, I'm not drawn to Him even though He's so kind and He's the best being of all and He's such a gracious Savior and yet I'm averse to Him. I don't really want to know Him. Christmas is coming. Christmas is around the corner. You're looking forward to the turkey. You're looking forward to the mince pies, the telly. You're looking forward to that time off. Maybe even you're looking forward to singing Christmas carols. You don't really want to know about why Christ came. You don't really want to hear the reason why He came into the world. You want all those other peripheries of the season. But that one main message of, of Christmas that the Lord Jesus Christ came from heaven, the Son of God came from heaven, took a human body, came into this world to give Himself for sinners. I don't want to know that. I want to avoid that. I want all the other things, but I want to avoid that thing. I, can't, I don't want to think seriously about Christ. I want to put that far away from me. Friends, this is us. This is what we discover about ourselves. Oh, it's a horrible sight to think and to admit that these things are true. It's a wretched sight to see, a very disheartening sight to see. But it's a very realistic one when we do uh, come to terms with it. A true picture of every one of us. But then, very quickly, why do I need to know these things about myself? You may ask. This is, this is too depressing. This is too overwhelming. It's too humiliating. I'd rather not know about these things. Well, can you tell me only nice things? Well, friends, uh, we, we need to know. Uh, I can give you uh, some of these reasons uh, why we need to know our sins and our transgressions. Because the issue of sin, firstly, is serious. It's a serious thing, friends. Today, as you know, uh, many people mock at sin. It's a joke, isn't it? Uh, comedians make a mock at sin. TV programs laugh at sin. Uh, it's, a, it's a joke today. Many people can think of sin as something very neutral, something harmless, something, something to be uh, toyed with. Our senses have almost been dulled uh, to what the dangers of sin. Do you remember, I, or I remember rather not so long ago, it was with the term living in sin, people knew exactly what it meant. 
There was a time when people were embarrassed at, about uh, to say that they were living in sin. And people, uh, but now today, it's become a norm. It's become a, a, a phrase uh, where, where people just almost use as a joke and uh, as a triviality, uh, living, in a, uh, uh, living in sin. Immorality has become trivialized. And people no longer take God's standards uh, seriously. Job didn't think like that. Job thought uh, seriously about sin. He knew that there were consequences to sin. And friends, the thing is, God takes sin seriously. If man doesn't, God still does. And God must punish sin. And on that day of, of judgment, when we have to stand before him and give an account of ourselves to him, well, it will be a moral account. Not what did you do with your money so much, but how did you live your life? How did you compare with those standards that I gave? How did you live? But another reason, friends, why uh, we must know ourselves and our sins is because only then will we really seek uh, forgiveness. When you realize that you're uh, guilty and you feel that guilt, and, and these things are said to us not to just push us down and to, uh, uh, to lower us to such a position where we feel there's no hope for me, but they're, uh, they're, they're, they're permitted, they're allowed, so in order that we may feel our need of Christ, in order that we will feel our need of salvation, and when we realize our guilt, when we realize our sins, then we will truly seek the Lord. Then we will repent of our sins. Then we will be truly sorry for our sins. And we'll cry out to Christ, Oh Lord, save me from my sins. Oh Lord, forgive me. Then, friends, we will make no excuses for ourselves. But also, thirdly, another reason why uh, we need to know uh, need to know our sins is because only then will we really understand the mission of Christ, why He came into the world and realize and perhaps feel even His love is so wonderful. His love is so amazing that He will come and die for sinners. Why did, he, why did Christ leave heaven? Why did He come into this fallen world to be a good example? No. To give us a moral code for life? No. To teach us how to love? No. Christ Jesus came into the world to save uh, sinners. Uh, sinners like ourselves. That's why He came. When we realize, oh, I'm a terrible sinner. But Christ came to save people like me. No matter how bad I am, He can, he can save me. He went to the cross and there he took upon himself, what, what was he bearing on the cross? The penalty of his people's sins, the punishment they deserved. All those thousands and thousands of sins of each one of his people, the punishment of all those thousands of sins was placed upon Jesus Christ as he was on the cross. And he bore them away. He stood in our place. He was the divine substitute. He was punished instead of me. Oh, friends, do you see that? You see, on the one hand, your sins, but on the other hand, don't stay there. You must look at the cross. You must see the Savior. You must see what He has done. 
That's the whole point. We, uh, we urge you to see, yes, to pray, Lord, show me what I'm truly like, but don't stay there. That won't help you. You need to see uh, Christ and believe in Him and ask Him for forgiveness. Look to Christ. Look to the cross of Christ. Believe what He has done there. Believe that He has made an atonement for sin and you will obtain a forgiveness. Oh, friends, this is our message uh, for tonight. You don't need a crushing sight of sin. Just enough, just enough to make you see and feel your need of the Savior. That's all you need. Just enough to make you go to Him. That's enough. That's all you need. Enough to make you realize, I need salvation. I need forgiveness. I need the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. And friends, I can tell you again from the Word of God, what we tell you here every week, that no matter how many your sins are, God is a forgiving God. There is forgiveness with God. There is pardon with Him. He is willing to pardon. He stands even now, tonight, ready to pardon you, to forgive you all those thousands of sins. He's ready even tonight to forget all those sins. He's ready even tonight to cast all those sins of yours behind His back and to remember them no more and to cast them into the, the, the ocean and the, where they will never be brought up against you anymore. Oh, friends, this is His promise that if we come to Him and trust in Jesus Christ, this is what He will do with our sins. He will remember them no more. And He will save us from our sins. Christ Jesus came into this world to save us from our sins, to forgive us and to deliver us from the power of them and then in glory to save us from the presence of sin. Oh, friends, come to the Savior. See your sins, yes, but then don't stay there. Come to the Savior. Repent of all of, all of them. Truly repent. Be sorry for them. Trust in Christ and then yield your life over to Him. Give your heart and your life to serving Him for the rest of your days. Well, let's pray uh, together. <clears throat> oh God, our Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word, and sometimes it's hard for us, Lord, to accept even these things and this true account of ourselves. And, oh Lord, we pray that Thou wouldst deal gently with us and yet help us to deal, uh, Lord, in a true and real way with ourselves, that we may truly know our need of Christ and all that He came to do may become so much more precious to us, and that we as well, great sinners and transgressors as we are, may obtain that free forgiveness that is in our Saviour. Bless us, each one, and be with us, we ask in our Saviour's name. Amen. Uh, sing a final hymn number 416 Physician of my sin sick soul 416 mm -hmm.